descending upon earth. So it's like when we sow what, what we have, obviously we can't sow what God has, but when we sow that, that little dipper, then God takes that big dipper and just turns it upside down and pours it out upon us. And I'm looking for a, look at somebody say, I'm looking for a big dipper blessing. I need a big dipper blessing. Well, happy birthday, Jennifer. Any other birthdays this week? Any other, any other? How about, how about that? How about that? So we've got Corinne and Jennifer. Pastor Rhonda, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Corinne and Jennifer. Happy birthday to you. And many more. Look at somebody say, and many more. If you'll go with me to Hebrews, the second chapter, we're looking up the 12th verse. All over the world today, people will gather together in a building or a sanctuary or an auditorium or a mosque or a synagogue, and they will gather together as part of the body of Christ to worship God as the word says forsake not the assembling of yourselves together especially as you see the last days approaching I believe as we look at world events and I will not take time to give you a summary of what has transpired this week but we are living in dire straits how many thought that was the name of a rock band dire straits never mind we are living in troublesome times and and times of uncertainty as we've watched the Dow rise and fall and rise and fall as we've watched hypocrisy and uh, bad things happening in Washington some of our leaders we look at the nations of the world all the turmoil and the havoc we realize that we are living in the last of the last days but all over the world today uh, our mangoes in Istanbul Turkey but pastor Ron I got I just reflecting this morning on some of the churches uh, of the world that we have attended and I think of the island of Trinidad I think of the island of the Bahamas I think of Haiti the island of Haiti Dominican Republic these are places that we have ministered I think of Tokyo Japan I think of Hong Kong I think of Seoul Korea I think of Emin, uh Amman Jordan uh, Jerusalem Israel uh, Chiron I'm not on yours yet I'm still on mine Cairo Cairo, Egypt. I think of Njamina, Chad, where I actually flew over the Sahara Desert. I think of Yaoundé, Cameroon. I think of Ni uh, Lagos, Nigeria. And I, th I think of Mexico. And of course, the best place in the world to minister, the island of Hawaii. Uh, I think of, uh, those are all the countries that I can think of I've been to. You've been to Australia without me. New Zealand, right? No, Ireland. Australia, Ireland, and then we both did London, and uh, we both did Paris, and we both did Frankfurt, Germany. So those are places I can tell you and document that people are gathered together to worship God. Hebrews 2 and 12, I, it's ironic that through the Gospels in the first chapter of Acts, uh, the words of Jesus are in red, and I don't know why they didn't follow that through the rest of the, uh, the Bible because there are several times that he will speak and it's him speaking and sometimes because it's not read you don't uh, recognize it's the words of the Lord but look if look if you will at Titus 2 and 12 
I'm sorry, Hebrews 2 and 12. Are you ready? Jesus talking, look at somebody who say, Jesus talks. And when Jesus speaks, even E.F. Hutton listens. Now, 90% of you have absolutely no idea what that means. Oh, well. Are you ready? I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. I will declare thy name unto the brethren. And in the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. It's cool to realize this morning that when we gather together and we begin to worship in song and we begin to praise in song, it's not just us singing, but it's Jesus singing with us. Now, I don't know if he's an alto or a soprano or a bass. I don't know what, what he adds, but I do that know when he sings, things change. When he ministers in song, things change. The Bible tells us that several times when he was with the disciples, they would sing a song or a hymn, and then they would go and minister. So that, that praise and that worship got him ready to minister the next day. But how ironic this morning that he says he's here to do two things. I'm here to declare thy name, and I'm here to sing among the congregation. And when I think about the name, and I think about where we are, there are 14 compound names for Jehovah, and I will not this morning list them all, but I was re reflecting this morning as I visited with Brother Stowers, and he's not really feeling very good. And as you know, we're battling cancer, and we're winning. Hello. We're winning. I, I thought about him this morning as we were worshiping. And though you can't see it in the spirit, I believe this morning as we were worshiping, I believe the Lord came and stood next to Brother Stowers and said, I need to remind you that one of the names of my father is Jehovah Rapha, and he's the God, our healer. And I believe as we were singing together, I believe that the Lord was singing over Brother Stowers, saying, if he's the Lord, our healer, I am going to bring healing to your body, and I'm going to bring restoration to your family, and I'm going to bless everything you touch, and I'm going to be involved in everything you're involved in, because that is my name. In Isaiah, we are told that by his stripes we are healed. Peter declares by his stripes we are healed. Uh, Pastor Ron and I, several years ago, in a conference with a doctor preparing for Courtney's open-heart surgery, as he was in his office and his, his uh, office was filled with volumes of all these medical journals and all of these, uh, all of these books that helped him become a surgeon, I actually complimented him on the fact that he went a little further in school, not just an MD, but to become a surgeon, a heart surgeon of all things. Uh, he reminded me that there were only 39 major diseases in the world and that all of sicknesses of the world come from one of 39. Well, how many knows I got excited? Because the law said 40, but the, the law was changed to 40 save one, which means 39. So that means that when he was tied to the whipping post, there were 39 stripes applied to his back. And so for every single disease of the world, the blood of Jesus has been shed that we can walk in healing and we can declare that he is Jehovah Rapha. Do I have a friend in the house this morning that thanks God for the blood of his son that was shed? Every Easter we visit, before we begin visiting every Easter, uh, the Lord gave me a message several years ago, probably 35 years ago, on the seven times that Jesus shed his blood 
during the, during the arrest, the crucifixion, and the burial, there were seven, seven different times that his blood was shed. And as you'll learn, uh, Good Friday or whatever, whatever day we do it, Wednesday or Sunday, you will learn that every time he shed his blood, there was a purpose and there was a destiny intended for the blood that was shed. And we know that in the garden, that as he began to drink the cup of God's judgment, we know that his sweat glands burst, mixing with the blood. The Bible says he literally began to sweat blood. And in the garden, he made a decision that day to pay for the sins of mankind, past, present, and future. Every single law that was broken, every single murder that was committed, every single robbery that took place, Jesus paid for your sins, my sins, our grandparents' sins, our children's sins, all the sins of the world that were at that moment when he drank that cup and he was there in the garden, he paid for the sins of mankind. And aren't you glad this morning that we don't have to walk in guilt or shame or terror, but we can walk in his healing and his favor to know what can wash away my sins, help me, nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, crimson is the flow that washes white as snow. No other fount I know. Help me this morning. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And I'm here to tell you this morning, there is still a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. That means whatever you came with this morning, whatever burden, whatever mistake, whatever failure, whatever pressure, whatever entity, whatever drama you're going through, there's no challenge too big that the blood of Jesus cannot purge, make white as snow, wipe the slate clean, and the Bible says forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are before that we don't have to let our past beat us up, wound us, disqualify us, discredit us, but we have no past, only a future. Aren't you glad this morning he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? Look at somebody say, no past, only a future. When I think about the crown of thorns that was applied to his temple and the blood began to run down his face, I'm reminded of the story that in Africa that when a shepherd would take care of his sheep that he would, he would seek out and he would pursue a particular vine. This vine had thorns on it. The veins of the vine was filled with poison and he would take his knife or his machete and he would cut enough vine to circle his flock and then he would lay down at the opening where the sheep came in and went out and when he laid that vine around his sheep, the animals of the jungle knew that that vine was poisonous. They knew if they pricked it that they would get contaminated and they would die. And so the wild beasts of the field would not penetrate that vine because it didn't want to be harmed. Only God could do something that incredible. But aren't you glad this morning that there's a crown of thorns around your head that every thought that you would ever think can be healed, every, member that you, every memory you would ever have can be restored, that any mental anguish, any depression, any fear. Am I talking to anybody in the building this morning? Only God could do something incredible like that. I was reflecting this morning. Every morning I come down the stairs. I usually make it down the stairs and make it to the coffee pot. And in that 11.2 seconds it takes for that Hebrews, that, that coffee to brew, Hebrews, Hebrews in the Bible, that you know God drinks coffee. Said Hebrews, there you have it. And so while I'm waiting for that cup to brew, I'll go over to my aquarium and 
and there I'm trying to play God. And for about 15 years, I've managed to effectively have a saltwater aquarium. If you don't believe in God, just try to keep saltwater fish alive for a month, and you'll believe that there is a God that is able to keep the reefs of the world uh, fully operating and functioning. But as I was feeding the fish this morning, there is a fish in my tank that's called a surgeon tang. And on the, on the rear of the tang, on its tail, on each side, there is a white, uh, it looks kind of like a, um, a tack or a nail. But on each side of, the, of that tang, there is a, there's a white nail. And every fish in the ocean knows that those, those nails are razor sharp. That's why they call it a surgeon tang. And they know that if they swallow that fish, they know that those, those, those thorns will, will cut them and hurt them and kill them, and therefore a surgeon tang is protected as it swims the reefs of the world. Only God could do something like that. Only God could put the power in the blood to restore our mind, that our minds can be re renewed. The Bible says, don't think this, but think this. The same Christ that raised Christ, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. And aren't you glad this morning that you have that protective on your mind when the enemy throws thoughts at you, you have the shield of faith, you have the helmet of salvation, that you're able to withstand the mental attack of the enemy. If the enemy says you're a failure, that means God is getting ready to make you a success. If the enemy tells you you're going to die, you're sick, that's, about, that's, that's God telling you, I'm getting ready to heal you and restore you. Every time the enemy throws a dart at you, it means that God is moving on your behalf. He's getting ready to bring a miracle or a restoration that the enemy cannot intimidate, infringe upon, or steal. Aren't you glad for that this morning? Do I have a friend in the house? One of the most humiliating, humiliating things that I'm told is to have your face slapped. There's nothing more uh, humbling or more humility than that. And I think that as they put something over his face and they asked him to prophesy who was striking him, they were, they were beating his face, they were bruising his face, he could have told every single one of them what their name was, what their child's name was, what their favorite. He could have told them anything, but he chose not to open his mouth. He took those slaps upon the face that you and I would not, would not have to walk in humility, wouldn't have to walk in discouragement or depression, but that we could hold our head high because of who we are in Christ Jesus. And when the world, when the enemy tries to remind you and tries to tell you that you're a loser and tries to pro prophesy your future, you know what we do? We just say, enemy, guess what? There's a day coming when you're going to burn, baby, burn. I'm going to walk on the streets of gold with God in righteousness and all the gifts he has for me, and you're going to burn in the pit forever and forever. He tries to remind you of your past. Look, watch this. If he tries to remind you of your past, you just remind him of his future. You're a failure. You're a loser. You're going to go to a devil's hell, and there you're going to be confined forever, and I'm going to walk around in freedom enjoying all the things that God has for me. Do I have a friend in the house this morning? When I think about the nails in his hands, I think about our destiny. Our hands represent our ministry. Our hands represent the things that we're, we're going to touch, we're a part of. I want to look at feet. When I want to look at the ministry of feet. I look at the sword that was thrust into him after he was dead, paying for all the soul sins and all the mistakes and failures that we have. Seven times his blood was shed so that you and I could walk in that blood and walk in that freedom and we could be purged and white as snow. Can somebody help me this morning? If you've come this morning all troubled and tore up, a lot of stress, a lot of stuff happening, Leanne, share with me something she's walking through 
Janice shared some things with me. She's walking through this morning, Jean, as we were worshiping and as we were singing, the Lord walked up to uh, Janice and the Lord walked up to Leanne and said, one of the names of my father is Jehovah Shalom, that you don't have to be troubled, you don't have to be in storm, but he is the God, our peace. And aren't you glad this morning that he's a peace that passeth all understanding? As we look at the world that we live in, and if we look at the way that we were raised, there are two things that we certainly desire more than anything else, and one of those certainly is peace. When you talk about peace that passeth all understanding, you're talking about a peace that can come to where you're at when you've lost someone precious, someone's died, someone's gone on, something's happening, then in the midst of that storm, he will speak peace to your storm, he will calm the sea, and you're able to survive. Do I have a friend in the house this morning that thanks God for the peace that passeth all understanding. When I think about as, as we entered this morning and some of us came in with some stuff, and maybe it's been a long time since we laughed. Maybe the last time we laughed was Wednesday night when we had our two drama skit guys and Tim Hawkins, and what a, what a fun night that was just to be able to come and sit and laugh and eat popcorn and fudge. I mean, it doesn't really get any better than that. But when you come in and it seems like you've not laughed in a long time, the enemies try to steal your joy try to steal your smile, the Lord stands next to you and says, one of the names of my father is Jehovah Nissi, the Lord our banner. And because he's our banner, we can laugh, we can dance, we can rejoice because the battle has already been won. Aren't you glad what you're going through this morning? The price has already been paid. The victory has already been declared. And if you're like Moses and you're holding up the hands of Aaron and her and you're at a place where you need a breakthrough, I believe this morning before this service is over, I'll either tell a good joke and you'll laugh or the Lord will come in that, that banner of joy and he'll bathe you with that joy unspeakable and full of glory. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of appreciation today. Kelly, when I think about those two things that the Bible says that God is, he is our joy and he is our peace, I address those that are recovering from, from alcohol or drugs or gambling or anything like that. The two things that we pursue on drugs we take, we take uh, uh, barbiturates, we take opiates, we take those, those particular drugs, oxys, all of that stuff to get some kind of peace because it puts us in some kind of nirvana or some kind of place of, of, of uh, euphoria is what I'm looking for. But there is no euphoria that a drug can produce that the blood of Jesus cannot provide peace, that you don't need to put the drugs in your body to get mellowed out, but he is our peace, and that peace passeth all understanding. When I think about the other drugs, the alcohol, the meth, the coke, the speed, the, all those things, the dextrine, those things that make us wired and make us, and make us fast forward, that cannot compare with the joy unspeakable and full of glory the Lord wants us to have. Well, what joy? Well, the fact that you're not going to die and go to a devil's hell, that you're going to live forever in heaven with him. What are the fact that you're a part of the body of Christ and what you plant, you're going to reap what fact? The fact that you've been washed, you've been cleaned, you've been purged, you've been healed, and now you're being set up to touch somebody else to make a difference in somebody else's life. Does that bless anybody in the building? When I think about our guilt and our shame and our failure and our past, I believe I was sharing with Gene earlier this week that early in ministry, my first few years of ministry, I did not feel comfortable sharing my testimony. And the reason I didn't feel comfortable sharing my testimony was because I wasn't that person anymore. That person I talked about that did all the bad stuff, I wasn't that person anymore. So it was tough for me 
to share our testimony. But then I, when I begin to realize that the words of our testimony is what defeats the enemy, then it became easier and easier to share it. I believe there was a time in a service where God visited me. And I believe it may have been during a time of worship and praise. But I think that the Lord came to me and said, one of the names that I walk in is Jehovah Tzidkenu. And that word Tzidkenu means our righteousness. He is our righteousness. And so we walk in that righteousness that when we look in the mirror, we don't see our mistakes and failures, but we see what God would hope to see and we pursue to become what God wants us to become. Is that your goal this morning? Is that where you're at this morning? Is that where you're headed this morning? And I know there have been times when many of us have come into the house broker than Job's turkey. How many knows that Job's turkey is pretty broke? I mean, yeah, I, mean I know we've come to the house where, where we may have put our last $5 in the gas tank or our last $5 a pack of cigarettes. It's all, it's all uh, it, it doesn't matter. We spend our money. It, I always wonder, and this is kind of a rabbit trail, but I was, did you ever notice homeless, they always have a phone and they always have cigarettes? Isn't that funny? No matter how homeless, they manage to wind up with the phone and manage to wind up with, with cigarettes. Well, I have something good to tell you this morning, that he is Jehovah Jireh. He is the Lord, our provider. He is the one that sustains us and blesses us. And Malachi 3 and 10 says, if we are faithful in God's tithe and our offering, that he will open up not window, but windows. The, 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 the blessings of God are plural. They're not singular. Ephesians 3 and 20 says, now unto him that's able to do, watch this, exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, five windows according to what? The power that worketh in us. What is that power? It's the power of praise. It's the power of worship. It's a power of prayer. It's a power of connecting with God and being obedient. I've, I've shared with you many times, and I won't bore you this morning with my introduction into tithing. Ronnie can share with you uh, when her dad taught her a very valuable lesson in tithing. But I learned a long time ago, you reap what you sow. And I've learned if I put good stuff in the field, I'm going to reap good stuff. If I put bad stuff in the field, I'm going to reap bad stuff. There was a season about five years ago when I became mesmerized by a flower that was growing by the wayside, and I actually dug the flower up and transplanted it, and I let the flower bloom, and I let the seeds fall off. I took the seeds, and I very nicely, I, I placed the seeds, and I planted them, and I had these round purple balls, and they were actually, they would actually hurt you if you went to, if you went to touch them, but they were round balls about the size of a golf ball, beautiful purple in color, and I was showing my garden off to somebody one day, and, and as I was showing my garden off, I said, what do you think about my garden? He said, well, I like your garden, but why are you growing those weeds? And I said, no, those aren't weeds. Those are flowers. He goes, no, those are weeds. So I've learned that even if you plant weeds, you're going to grow weeds. But sometimes your weeds look good enough, and it fools you to think it's a real flower. Isn't that just like the enemy to show you something that you can't live without, you've got to have, and then once you get it, you realize it's got you. I don't have it. It's got you. Well, that incaution thing, I just thought I would throw that out there. Psalms 23, I'm sorry, Psalms 32 and 25 said, I'm, I'm old, I've been young, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed out begging bread. If you go with me real quick to Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, most of you know that this is the blessing chapter of the Bible. And I would like this morning to read 
Deuteronomy 28 and 7. I shared this, shared this this week with a friend. I hope it will be a blessing to you today. The Lord, now this is if you're walking in his word, obeying his commandments, seeking his face. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. What are you saying? I'm saying that whatever the enemy does to try to frustrate you and try to hurt you and try to wound you, the Lord lifts up a standard against them. And Pastor Rhonda said it so well. It's not by my, actually Zacharias said it, she quoted it. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. And we are, in, we are in strenuous times. There are times where it seems like just trying to do the right thing becomes a chore, a battle, drudgery. Can anybody relate? It seems like that we live in an environment that everything is hostile, and it seems like everything is anti-God, anti-Christ. A lot of the shows that we're watching on TV are trying to interject a lifestyle that we don't want to live, we don't want to be a part of. And that just kind of seems to be the way that, the, that things are rolling right now. And there's an attack against you. You know, when I was doing my own thing, Gene, nobody cared how long my hair was. Nobody cared what clothes I wore. Nobody cares what I did, where I went. Nobody really seemed to care. But the day I gave my heart to God, it was like everybody had an opinion. Well, you got to cut your hair. Well, you got to wear socks. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do all these things. But aren't you glad this morning? The Lord says, all I want to do is make you white as snow, brand new, healthy and whole, and I will defend you. I'll teach your hands to fight, your fingers to war. And we look at that worship and praise that when we even sing the praise of God, the worship of God, it lifts up a standard against the enemy and defeats the enemy that comes against you in every area of your life. Your enemy shall flee in seven different ways. I got to thinking about that. This morning, I jotted just a, th a few notes down in closing, and this will be my conclusion. And it's just a thought or just a just a, a question. If he carries the weight of the world on his shoulder, if he can cause a donkey to speak perfect Hebrew, if he can turn a whale into a motel to make accommodations for his evangelist, if he can breathe in a nine-year-old woman's womb to birth at Isaac, if he can shut the, the, the mouth of a lion for Daniel, if he can extinguish the flames of the fiery furnace for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, if he can stop the sun and moon for Joshua's victory, if he can part the Red Sea for Moses, if he can float an ark for Noah, if he can open a prison door for Peter, if he can raise Lazarus from the dead, if he can bless Mary to birth Jesus, if he can put a cross on Calvary to to save the world, I promise you this morning, if he carried the weight of the world on his shoulders, he can carry you. As every head is bowed just for a moment, as every eye is closed. Last Sunday morning, we talked about the woman at the well, a very promiscuous young lady labeled by her peers as an outcast. Could not go to the well in the morning with the virgins. She was not allowed. She went at noon. 
when she encountered Christ, everything in her life changed. Not just in her life, but in the lives of many around her. There are people that are watching your life. They're watching your words. They're watching your response. They're watching your actions. You might be an employer. You may own a company. You may have people working for you. You may hold a key position at, at your job. You may be an important part of your family. You might be a matriarch or patriarch. But people are watching your life. They're watching how you respond, and they're watching how you react. Hopefully we respond more than we react. But they're watching everything you do, and sometimes you become the only light that they can see. This young lady had a lousy reputation. Everybody in the city knew her. But when Jesus touched her and she went back to her people and began to talk about his goodness, the word said that many in the city went to where Jesus was there at the well, and he ministered to them. But the word also says many believed just because of her testimony, because they knew how bad she was, and they knew the failures and mistakes. But there was something different about her that day. There was something about her countenance. There was something about her verbiage. There was something about her attitude, her presentation, something about her karma that touched them and changed their life. There in the story, it says that when she left the well to go to where her family and her people were, she left her water pot. That water pot identified her. That water pot marked her. That water pot disqualified her. It meant that she was not allowed to go to the well early in the morning as the other handmaidens, but that she was marked because of her past. But that day when she encountered Christ, she left her past at that well. She left her mistakes, her reputation, her failures. She left that all at the feet of Jesus. And when she left that well, she left a changed person she left a changed woman. She, she stepped into her destiny. She became what God had intended for her to be the whole time. When God knew the encounter would take place, he knew that she would drop the ball. He knew that she would be a failure. He knew that she would make mistakes. But he still called her for that afternoon. He still intended to use her that afternoon to turn many from darkness to light. And that's where we are this morning. We have mistakes and failures and things that we are involved in. But there's a safe place. The song says, leave it there, leave it there. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. If you trust and never doubt, he will surely bring you out. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Maybe you're here this morning, you're overwhelmed by burdens. Maybe you're overwhelmed by guilt. Maybe you're overwhelmed by shame or by failure. Maybe something is weighing you down, something distracting you and disqualifying you. I want to tell you this morning, you can leave it at the feet of Jesus. He can handle it. And you can leave this place changed. You can leave this place new. It doesn't mean that overnight you become a prophet or a priest or a, or a preacher or, or all of that. It's a, it's, a, it's a journey. Restoration is all a journey. Every day is a new day when you're with the Lord. But you're here this morning say, Pastor Hank, there's some junk I need to leave here this morning. I don't need to take this with me. I need old things to pass away. I need there to be a new path 
a new direction, a new, a new hope, a new song. I need some new things in my life. As no one's looking around, if that's where you're at this morning, just to acknowledge to the Lord that you're needing a touch from Him, just put your hand up, put it right back down. If you're not where, yes, is there another? Sure there is, sure there is. Those of you that lifted your hand to church today was all about you. We gathered together. We sang, we praised, we worshiped, we gave, we listened. But God's heart is you. The Word says He didn't come for the sick. He didn't come for the righteous. He didn't come for the healthy. He didn't come for the righteous. He came for the sick, and He came for the sinner. Paul said, of whom I am more than any other. But this morning, the blood of Jesus has the ability to wash your sins and to make you clean, to wash your past and give you a future. A hope, Jeremiah said, a good thing that he has planned for you, that he's intended for you. Can we pray? Father, you see every hand, every heart. You see, our, you see things that we don't want anybody else to know. You see the drama we've encountered this week. You've seen the weight. You've seen the battles. You've seen the, just, the, just the trash, just, just the junk of this week. We would like to serve you. We would like to be what you want us to be. But it seemed like we're overwhelmed that from every angle the enemy comes and tries to disqualify and tries to hurt. But this morning you promised that if we would call upon you, that our enemy would come in one way, but he would flee seven. You promised this morning if we supported you, you would open up windows of heaven and pour out blessings upon us and change our life and change our lifestyle. This morning we depend upon you. No one else can do this. A psychologist can't do it. Medication can't do it. Knowledge can't do it. Money can't do it. What we're needing today for you to do and what we're asking for you to do, no one else can do. We make a place in our heart. We repent of our sins and mistakes and failures, and we make a place in our heart for you. We ask you to come in. We ask you not just to visit but to dwell. We, we build a room on our house for you. We ask you to be involved in every meal, every conversation, that it wouldn't be about us, it wouldn't be about our past, but it would be about the new things that you're doing and you're planning and you're purposing. And we ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus. And they all said, Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of appreciation this morning for his goodness? Can we let him?